Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is Friday, November 22nd, and live from the Chicago Sun-Times Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is The Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, it's another Ramana Rundown with Sun-Times editor Ramana Hussein, and we're taking the deep dive with professor, author, and overall just a fantastic guy, David Ferris. And now your host, yeah, he's okay, <laughs> Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hello everybody, Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Rice and Beans Friday. And here's why. But I want to give a shout out to education reporter Nader Issa for writing the following story in today's bright one, my beloved bright one. And the headline is reduced paychecks hit school support workers hard after strike. Very good story. Good job. Uh, It's about the 7,500 security guards, bus aides and custodians who missed out on about 11 days of wages because of the recent strike. As a result of those lost wages, times are hard for these employees. Uh, They don't make a lot of money to begin with. Losing 11 days of wages means it's even harder to make ends meet. And here's a quote from the story uh, that ran in today's Sun-Times from one employee. Quote, currently right now in my home, our refrigerator looks bare. It looks like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. It has a juice here and there, maybe some bread. If you're lucky, it's been a struggle. Now, I know what you're thinking out there, some of our listeners, some of our hard-hearted listeners, some of our Republican listeners, some of our Trump-loving listeners, some of our Chicago Tribune editorial uh, lovers listeners, some of our lakefront rom-type listeners, some of our mainstream We Love Mayor Pete listeners out there. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, rough. they should have thought about that before they went on strike, right? Because. <laughs> yeah. So stop complaining. Ah, yes, it's just always lovely to uh, encounter face to face just the warm, fuzzy hearts of that bunch that's out there. I know you're out there, people. I know some of you actually listen, but here's the thing these employees went on strike to defend the principle that they get a living wage for doing important work for school children in Chicago. And I think even our hard-hearted, we love Mayor Pete listeners would agree that uh, working for uh, in the schools and being a bus aide and being a custodian and uh, being a teacher's aide, et cetera, uh, that's important work. And so they, should, they need to have a living wage. So that's an important issue that they want to strike off on also. They joined forces with the teachers who were uh, went on strike, demanding that the school system set aside more money to hire nurses and counselors and librarians for the schools. So I'm not here to relitigate the whole strike. But one more time, I do not believe 
and employees of the Chicago Public Schools should have had to go on strike for these things. I'd like to believe that a civilized city like the city of Chicago, where I live, would have had the forethought to what? Deal with these issues in the first place without the employees having to go and strike on, uh, strike over them. Here's another quote from a woman named Norma Price, a CPS bus aide. She said she's working to catch up on her bills, but probably won't be able to catch up on those bills until January. Quote, we don't make a lot of money in the first place, so when we had to go on strike, that hurt us. If you're going to suffer, at least suffer for something that you know is right, she said. If I had to eat beans and rice for a whole year, I would do it. It was worth it. Uh, with Thanksgiving just on the horizon, I'd like to say to uh, Norma Price and all those other striking workers, uh, I appreciate what you did. I appreciate the stand that you did. Thank you very much for taking it. And maybe the city on its own will use this as an opportunity to be a little more civilized in how it treats the employees who work with our neediest uh, and most vulnerable children. We got a great show today, everybody. Ramana Hussein will be here. It is Friday, Ramana's Rundown. We have a whole list of local items I'll be talking about uh, with uh, Ramana, including uh, the latest, oh my God, Smollett Gate. Uh, we'll be talking about that with uh, uh, Dennis as well, Kim Fox, lots of issues to talk about with Ramana. And then one of my favorite guests, David Ferris, will be here. Uh, he, of course, is the Roosevelt University uh, political science professor who wrote the book, Time to Fight Dirty, uh, How Democrats Can Build a Lasting Majority uh, in American Politics. His central thesis is that Democrats have to behave more like Republicans, not in the the bills that they pass, not in hard hearted legislation that takes from the poor and gives to the rich. But no, just tactically uh, fight harder. So we'll be really curious to see what he thinks about the impeachment, what he thinks about the Democratic debate, uh, what he thinks about the advice that people like Rahm Emanuel and Barack Obama, uh, the centrist wing of the Democratic Party, are giving to uh, their uh, leftist counterparts, their more uh, uh, progressive counterparts uh, in the Democratic Party. The Barack Obama just gave another speech I saw it in the paper today where he's counseling restraint on the part of Democrats. So it'll be interesting to hear what David Ferris has to say on that. Looking forward to that interview. But before we do any of that, turn things over to the young man from Alton, Dr. D with the news. Hey, how we doing, everybody? I'm Dennis. All right, before we find out what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this week, well, first, I want to remind everybody, because I didn't announce it at the beginning of the show, that today's Ben Jarofsky show is brought to you in part by the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, Local 126 and District 8, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150, and, of course, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. All right, but before we get into the news, we want to remind everybody one more time here that all next week we will have no live shows. We're going away for the holiday. Ben will be hanging out like a movie star in Los Angeles, California. And me, I'll just be in Alton, Illinois, hanging out like Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, he's a movie star. <laughs> Where's your sunglasses then? Oh, they're down there. Okay, the put your sunglasses on. You're going to Alton. It's wintertime. I don't really wear sunglasses. All right, but Why? Um, the sun is out. Yeah, you're it's right. a sunny I'm not, day. I'm not a big sunglasses guy. I don't like sunglasses. Yeah, uh, you don't wear them in the summer either. No, no, not really. All right. I feel like I'm trying to be like some cool guy or something. I don't know. See, that's the part I don't get. Like it's like if the sun is in your eyes and you're squinting and you're getting a headache, what do you care? What we've had this conversation many times walking down the street, as I recall. But we're going to try our very best to keep all of you from 
Jones and Ferjarovsky, all right, <laughs> with a few Benny J bonus interviews and a handful of our best interviews from the past, handpicked by our very own sunglass-wearing <laughs> Ben Jarofsky. It's bright he, in this room, isn't it? Uh, not really. I uh, hope he washed his hands before doing uh, picking these shows. We have a Ben Jarofsky Loves the Bulls special with Sun-Times Bulls writer Joe Colley. Joey C. And the return of Miles, the editor-slash-intern. You, you remember him, listeners? Miles? Yeah, he was around back in those days when we used to have interns. I called them the good old days. Editors, we called them. Yeah, well, they grabbed the door and I loved it because I got to go outside, put my hat on, and get these people every time. I'll give you my sunglasses to oh, with please. the sun. Oh, please. Thank you. Thank you. Ben, what other bonus interviews do we have lined up? Well, I said that we have the Gappa one, which is about uh, police accountability. Again, this is the download. You were explaining oh, okay. it to the live stream. So this got is the it. download. Got it. Uh, uh, the Gappa, the Alliance, the Grassroots Alliance for Police Accountability. We'll be talking about police issues in the city of Chicago. Uh, we have Latisa Wallace and Samina Mustafa. Uh, I love this one, folks, a breakdown of the debates. And we're going off on a whole tangential discussion about uh, black voters in the Democratic Party that uh, I found was fascinating. Tisa Wallace had some really uh, interesting and thoughtful things to say uh, on that subject uh, as well. And then uh, the, the deep dive, a couple, three film geeks sitting around a room obsessively talking about the Irishman, Martin Scorsese, and gangster movies. Uh, we we did this uh, in the summer, D. We did a, a three film ge geeks sitting around the room talking about Quentin Tarantino uh, and um, uh, Once Upon a Time in America. It's one of our most popular... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What did I say? America. I do that all the time. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's one of our most popular shows that we've ever, uh, uh, we, we've ever taped. So um, this one is all you film geeks out there. You're going to go for this one. Big time deep dive on gangster flicks uh, and The Irishman. So look at that. Those are the ones I can remember off the top. I think there's another one that I'm forgetting. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. And a shout out to the listeners who sent us their emails recently. Mm. We asked you to send us some questions, whatever they are, and we will answer them with a Thanksgiving Benny J. Q&A bonus. Mm -hmm. Our good friend Steven on the live stream. Well, he sent us about 50 questions, so make sure you tune in. I'll more than likely be giving Steven a hard time for doing that, and we'll answer maybe six of those questions. Steven. Are we going to deal with the one he sent to us on Facebook? Is uh, that no, the same Steven uh, who sent the one on Facebook? I'm, I'm going to do the ones that we got here uh, on the email. Got it. Benny, I will yep. jump ahead of us. Send your questions in ASAP. We're going to be recording this after today's show, probably around 4 o'clock. Show at gmail.com. B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J, show at gmail.com. It's our Benny J Q&A bonus special. Trolling is encouraged. And I think to make things interesting, what I'll do here. <laughs> Trolling is encouraged. You don't hear that enough, do you? Yeah, you, don't, you never hear yeah, go ahead, troll us. Yeah, be, oh, that's perfect for this uh, Q&A thing. Uh, Trolling is encouraged. And I, I think to, uh, to make things interesting, what I'll do is uh, I'll throw a laptop in Ben's face, and I'll have him read the questions. That would be pretty cool, I right? Handle, I get to be the guy with the laptop? We're going to find out if you can be the guy with the laptop with our Benny J Q&A bonus special. Benny J is going to take the deep dive with you, the listener, and modern technology. <laughs> I'm not too good with the laptops, but I'll uh, really give it my best shot. That's why we're going to try because you're not too good with it. So we hope uh, you enjoy the material that we're going to be publishing while we're away. We'll be back on Tuesday, December 3rd. All right, let's talk about the local news. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. This little light of mine, <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> 
The mayor is ending her week out with a morning visit to City Hall, where she'll deliver remarks at the Carter Harrison and Lambert Tree Fire and Police Award ceremony. Oh, I did. I didn't know they named it after Carter Harrison. Yep. And tonight she'll deliver remarks at the 106th Christmas Tree Lighting Ceremony in Millennium Park. Well, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. It's not too cold out. That ought to be a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, they have it in Millennium Park now, huh? That's how little I follow these things. This should be in the Daily Plot. I don't follow Christmas tree lighting, you know, it's not my beat. You know what I'm saying, D? Not big on the Christmas tree lighting. No, huh? it's just, you know, I cover other things. It's <laughs> not my beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, there's people out there dying for that Christmas tree light uh, column. And you know what? When she <laughs> She's going to begin it by saying, this little tree light of mine, <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. Guys, we got a million up there, right? We've been on for like 20 minutes. I love it when he plays that bit. It always cracks me. This little light of mine. Mayor Lightfoot gave a pretty big political endorsement Thursday. You know, Benny J, it's funny how the world works. It was a year ago when Lori Lightfoot was only a candidate for mayor. And on November 22nd, 2018, let's be honest, Chicago political know-it-alls, none of you thought she had a chance, us included, all right? Because as I sift through the memories of Ben Jarofsky's show past, yes, I'm blocking the thoughts of Ben getting fired. <laughs> Remembering the good moments, all right? Uh, <laughs> I, don't recall mentioning, I don't recall mentioning any big endorsements for Lori Lightfoot. I do remember quite a few endorsements for candidate and Cook County President Tony Preckwinkle. But here we are, 2019. Holy crap, Lori Lightfoot won, and now she's the one giving out the big endorsements, huh? Yes, she is giving out those big endorsements. By the way, I just have to do our, our monitor. Uh, we, when you alluded to when a year ago when uh, Lori Lightfoot, nobody thought Lori Lightfoot was going to win. Well, actually, about a year ago, uh, she was already in the race. Rom had dropped out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, Steve James, the filmmaker who made Hoop Dreams, uh, did a documentary about that uh, run, the uh, the race for mayor. And uh, I got to see uh, like a rough draft of it. And it brought back all these memories, a flood of memories, D, uh, including the one. He wasn't there, but I just, oh, and I think of Lori Lightfoot uh, in those days before anybody took her seriously. I just think of her at that Labor Day gathering where she was hanging out with you. That's how desperate she was. She was hanging out with Dr. Hey, D. come on, dude. <laughs> she was like, I got your vote, right, Dr. D? And he goes, you can count on me. But remember that day it was so hot, it was sweating. And you're right, back then it just was very hard to predict that Lori Lightfoot was going to win, uh, be our next mayor. And so you're right, you're absolutely correct. Uh, who Lori Lightfoot would endorse for any office would not be considered newsworthy. I guess things have changed. Uh, but. Uh, since uh, she's the mayor. But yeah, watching that Steve James documentary, we'll get talk about this more uh, in a few weeks. That brought back a lot of memories of that election. Well, we really know how Ben Jaromsky feels when the microphones are turned on. How huh? Why'd you have to say that about me and Lori Lightfoot? Last night, Lightfoot and her mayoral runoff opponent, Tony Preckwinkle, both endorsed Cook County State's attorney Kim Fox's re-election campaign. Earlier in the week, Fox announced her re-election bid, and with that announcement came, well, what everybody does these days when you announce you're running in an election, at least if you have a crap load of money, (laughs) Kim Fox put out a political (laughs) campaign ad. Ever since, we can't stop talking about it. Thursday, Fox also picked up endorsements from the other top Democratic political figures in Illinois. In fact, wait, let me check here. Yeah, Okay, yep, damn near all of them. They're lighting up. Senators Dick Durbin and Tammy Duckworth, Representatives Bobby Rush, Danny Davis, Jan Schakowsky, and Robin Kelly. And finally, yes, the big feller himself, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker.
Ben Jarofsky, are you surprised at all by this overwhelming uh, amount of support for state's attorney Kim Fox? No, I'm not surprised. And as I said uh, yesterday, I think Kim Fox will win the primary. Uh, I believe that Democratic voters in Cook County, uh, a, a plurality of Democratic voters in Cook County are going to view this as a contest between Trump lovers and Kim Fox. And if it comes down to Trump lovers versus Kim Fox, they're going with Kim Fox, uh, even if Kim Fox was... How did she put it? Did not I forget how she twisted it, put those words together. She didn't handle it as well as she could have. And we'll be talking about more uh, later with our Ramana Hussein on this one because there's more Smollett Gate updates. But uh, she took the phone call from Tina Chen. Probably shouldn't have done that. She made the phone call uh, to Eddie Johnson on behalf of Tina Chen and uh, Jesse Smollett. She shouldn't have done that. Uh, so it's absolutely clear uh, she shouldn't have done it. She shouldn't have treated this matter the way she did. On the other hand, the people, the greatest voice, the greatest, greatest chorus against her are those who are defending Donald John Trump. So on one hand, you've got uh, law and order advocates uh, essentially advocating lawlessness on the part of our president uh, and then saying it's absolutely wrong for uh, Kim Fox to deviate in any way from acceptable political behavior. So um, most voters will look at that and go, Republicans are a bunch of hypocrites. If my uh, if my enemies are against Kim Fox, I'm going to be on the side of Kim Fox, and uh, she will be victorious, in my humble opinion, in the Democratic primary. And these top-ranking Democrats see that, and they're jumping aboard. All right. Well, we just mentioned our Illinois governor. Let's mention him some more, huh? Today, J.B. Pritzker's in Springfield to announce the next phase of the Springfield Rail Improvements Project, a project made possible by Rebuild Illinois. Our podcast roommate, Fran the Woe Man Spielman, had an interesting guest on her program today. It should be available for download. Uh, it should be right now at chicagosuntimes.com. If not, it'll be uh, up a little later. Her guest, former Chicago mayor, Rahm Emanuel. Yes, Rahm was in this studio. The giant Ben Jarofsky show. Banners were hanging up and everything. <laughs> it was awkward. He sat down and talked one-on-one -on -one with Fran, and he shared his thoughts on a couple of things. He made it clear he didn't want to talk city politics, but he did have some things that Ben will more than likely disagree with about the 2020 Democratic primary. And if anyone listening is maybe uh, listening to the show for the first time or maybe if they're unfamiliar with Ben Jarofsky and who he is, well, you couldn't have picked a better time to join us because our host can't stand former Mayor Rahm Emanuel. Wait, that is so not true. Oh, Let me okay. just I, is it? I, I do not like the his i didn't think he did a great job as mayor that's putting it mildly uh i don't like necessarily agree with him on ideology but i don't know the guy who i mean to say i, I mean, if i got together i'm like oh my god this guy's hilarious let's go play uh, hearts together or something like that so i i don't frame it and i can't stand him i just don't like the job he did as mayor and i don't uh, see eye to eye with him on ideology how about that d isn't that a nicer way of saying that i can't stand the guy i never met the guy actually not true i met him you've met him once or twice about 17 years ago so you know what was that interaction like well he, you know he was uh he was running at the time he was uh what was he doing he was private citizen he was making money as a hedge fund guy and uh he was running he just announced that he was going to run uh for congress in the fifth congressional district he was running for rob Blagojevich's old seat uh and as such uh, he needed some coverage uh, in the Reader newspaper, the paper I've been working for since the 80s. And the Reader uh, is widespread, read widely throughout that district. And um, and so he needed, uh, 
he wanted a coverage in the reader, and so he allowed me to tag along. He he does this a lot. Uh, you ride alongs with Roms with various reporters, so I got to ride along with Rom for a little bit. This is 2002, D. This is a long time ago, and he was very friendly. Uh, he ducked and dodged a lot uh, when uh, I asked him questions. And, uh, you know, when the article was over, that was pretty much the end of it. My relationship with uh, Mayor Rahm, pre-Mayor Rahm in those days. Uh, so I don't, you know, know the guy. I never had a conversation with him since then. Oh, no, wait, whoa. Nope, you're correct. I just remembered. I interviewed him briefly. I had about a five-minute, I was given a five-minute interview with him uh, by phone in when he ran for uh, the first time in 2011 for mayor. Uh, and he got mad at my, <laughs> it's just, oh, I just remembered he got mad at the questions and hung them up, hung up on me. How about that? D he hung up on me. All right. Yeah. So Damn. that's, that's the last time I talked to him. So t- I, I wouldn't say I can't stand the guy, you know? All right. Now listeners, I hate to do this to you, but, uh, our sometimes colleague Ramana Hussein has joined us. So we're going to save that for a little later on, uh, Rom's clip, uh, with Fran Spielman. I have two clips to play. Equally, Ben, I think you'll uh, you know disagree with them. Huh? I I have I have a feeling I, I will, and and we'll probably play them for David Ferris when he's in here. Get his thoughts on Mayor Rahm's suggestions uh, for what the Democrats should do to defeat Donald Trump. Be curious how David Ferris responds to that, right, D? Before we go to break, uh, we're going to go to the live stream chat here. A lot of people are weighing in, and two people have called me Doctor J. I'm okay. My name's Dennis. <laughs> first off. Not Dr. D. But he plays like a Dr. J. When You've seen Dennis play basketball. He's an unbelievable basketball player. Two words. Hook shot. <laughs> All right. So our good friend Sergio Mims weighed in on the live stream chat. He had an interview on uh, Wednesday. I uh, can't program. wait. That, when that drops, that's the Sergio Adolfo and myself going nuts over uh, gangster movies, including the Irish. But that is a fun interview. And he was uh, on the Wednesday show as well. Go download it. Sergio says, hey, guys, great time I had on Wednesday. As always, trivia question. Does Dr. J... <laughs> And my middle my middle initial is well J. there you go but a uh, trivia question does dr j know what legendary groundbreaking musician was also born in alton illinois sergio yes i do i know too miles davis miles davis yeah i knew that i knew it too let's see here we got more people weighing in here uh oh dr j ro ro less writes dr j how do your family and friends react to you having a progressive media gig in the big bad city tease you or think it's cool and they really don't yeah no that is a good question and they don't they don't know anything keep it hidden huh i don't keep it hidden i just tell them yeah i work at this uh they don't know what progressive is they don't follow politics like what's that that soup progresso so progressive is a term that is a like progressives use and people who are not quote-unquote progressives don't use the term yeah yeah we just don't really talk about politics in my family so they don't really know they're just like uh uh, yeah i work at the sun times cool does it pay yeah (laughs) excellent Don't ask me for money. <laughs> so that's really how that goes. We're not a real big political family. Just moving up in the city, I've met political people, really. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, Down- there's some political people downstate. Downs- yeah. Bob Diber. He's very political. Damn All right. right. Bob Diber. About as political as people get downstate is with unions, I think. You know, they're really uh, big into their unions. So mm-hmm. uh, feel free to ask any other questions on the live stream chat if you want. And make sure you send us a question before 4 p.m. if you want to. Uh, BennyJShow at gmail.com. We're going to do our Benny J Q&A special. All right. We're going to take a break now. I'm going to figure out all these problems we have on our show today. And when we come back. Ramana Hussein of the Chicago Sun-Times will join us for the Ramana Rundown. It's the Ben Jarofsky Show, live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Commercial break, over.
Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show, live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Ramana Hussein is in the studio, and uh, welcome for another Ramana Rundown on uh, Friday, Ramana. Thanks for having me again. Again, and every Friday, except the one time when she was on vacation. Uh, I didn't make her call in. I didn't make you call in, Ramana. Not that you would have done anyway. Not I that would've. I could make you. You would have? I would have. Oh, you should never say that, because next time I will. You'll be on the side of the road somewhere. I've done that uh, interviews over the side of the road. Uh, as uh, longtime listeners know, Ramana... Uh, spent several years as a reporter for the Sun-Times covering criminal justice at 22nd in California. So we spent a lot of our time talking about criminal justice issues uh, such as they are in Cook County. And um, there's a lot to talk about based just on what's in the newspapers today. So let's just start with Robert Rialmo. Uh, and uh, I believe you edited this story, correct? Yeah, I did. Sam Charles wrote the yes, story. Yes, Sam Charles wrote the story. Uh, this is this is a, a police shooting, a story. Uh, well, why don't you tell the story? This yeah, is- this uh, shooting happened in uh, 2015, um, about a month after the Laquan McDonald video came out. So I think it was December 2015. Robert Rialmo went to um, a house. Um, I forgot. It was on uh, Erie Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was calls of a domestic disturbance, and it turns out that this West young, Erie Street, 47. Yeah, West Street, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this uh, young man named Quinto- Quintonio Legrier was getting into some sort of fight with his dad, or there was some sort of domestic incident with his dad. And both men actually called 911. And uh, Riamo went to the scene, and Quintonio Legrier's father had motioned to a neighbor. Uh, Betty Jones to or had told a neighbor Betty Jones to let the police officers in or open the door when uh, they come to you know deal with the situation so Betty Jones had opened the door and she motioned to Rialmo this is officer Rialmo to go former officer Rialmo to go upstairs or that's where the incident was happening anyway according to you know you know, I think um, Officer Rialmo said that Quintonio Greer rushed down the stairs with a bat and was coming towards him with a bat. And so he shot him and shot Betty Jones. And both Betty Jones and Quintonio Greer died. And so you have to remember, this happened just a month after the Laquan McDonald video came out. So there, you know, so just about a month ago, the Chicago Police Board had recommended or actually fired not recommended, I should say, had fired uh, Officer Rialmo. So he's a former officer now. And just yesterday, or sorry, Wednesday, he filed a lawsuit asking to be reinstated on the Chicago police. And so, you know, this is very normal for people who are saying, you know, why did he do this because of, you know, this incident. But from what I'm told is a lot of police officers who are fired file a suit, which is, I guess, what we expect to happen so the first hearing on the actual matter on Rialmo's suit asking that he be reinstated in the police department is going to be in March so it's a few months from now and uh, so in other words what you're saying it's if a police officer is fired uh, for what bad behavior on duty in this case uh, shooting two people yes um, and that's euphemism bad behavior yes uh, and uh, then they have as a recourse generally they file a, a lawsuit to get their job back um, in this case he was not criminal he, he 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 was not um, found uh, guilty of criminal charges the way Jason Van Dyke no, was no and, and and I should point out that the Chicago Police Board when they made their decision it was based on the shooting of Betty Jones 
not Quintonial Greer. So that decision was based solely on what happened with Betty Jones. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, from their argument or, you know, when they came out with their decision, they're, they're like, this could have happened without Betty Jones getting injured. And uh, there was there was a civil lawsuit that was filed um, by Quintonio LeGreer's family. And they did, um, I believe that there was a settlement amount, but then it was rescinded because the jury said that the shooting was justified. It, it was a little confusing because it, when it happened. So there's a lot of moving parts in the story. And also um, Eddie Johnson, who's the outgoing police superintendent, he initially backed uh, Rialmo on, he said he um, acted properly. And then there was all this stuff that happened with the, um, the, civi- uh, the accountability, you know, police, I think it's COPA, it's called mm-hmm. COPA now. So that they ruled, you know, there's, so there's kind of like a back and forth that went along. And um, eventually the, it's came to the police board and the police board said that he should be fired, which well, happened last month. And, and if you put this, the, the shootings uh, in the context of wider political changes in the city of Chicago, and you, then you can understand why uh, police chief Eddie Johnson, a former police chief Eddie Johnson, uh, he's still a police chief. Is he still chief? Mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, he, because uh, uh, there was back, a. I thought. I thought he actually. Well, whatever. Well, soon the, to be former police. The only chief. reason I'm saying is because Fran Spielman just did a story which I edited, and you know, he's, he up the interim police superintendent. I guess he's not been. I guess he's been named, but I don't know if he's been put in place yet. But he, Lori Lightfoot, and Eddie Johnson were at this event. Okay. So. All right. S- soon to be <laughs> former uh, police yeah, chief, Eddie he's Johnson. Still hanging around. Uh, and, but there's a political transformation that's going on in this city. And it's been going on really uh, ever since Rahm was forced to release the video of Laquan McDonald when the Cook County judge ruled that Rahm had to release that uh, in response to a Freedom of Information Act request. There's been a political transformation in the city uh, and what is acceptable police behavior mm-hmm. and uh, what how the city should deal with police shootings. Correct. Uh, and so, yeah, Laquan, the Laquan McDonald video was buried uh, for about a year. Uh, the, the, the They were... the. The officials uh, were investigating it. They'd probably still be investigating that case uh, if it wasn't for that Cook County judge making that ruling, Romana. Uh, And then, of course, this shooting happened about a month later, as you said. So we're like rewriting the rules on what is politically acceptable. Yeah, I think I think a lot of these a lot of politicians know now people want accountability. It's, It's not something that can be swept under a rug when there's a questionable shooting involving civilians and then you know the Dante Servan case which uh this is a man this is a police officer off-duty shooting uh where a young woman 22 year old unarmed young woman Rakia Boy Boyd was shot um and Dante Servan got off because prosecutors charged him with involuntary manslaughter and the judge basically acquitted I shouldn't say basically he acquitted Dante Servan on those charges but because he said that the prosecutor should have charged him with first degree murder and so I think even prosecutors are realizing now they have to be careful in how they charge someone so Dante Servan last week was um had asked a judge to uh basically clear off his records and the judge refused and this is former this is Leroy Martin Jr., who is the son of a former Chicago police chief. So there are people tied to law enforcement. There's prosecutors. There's politicians. I think they're being more careful than they did year, than years before. So I think Laquan McDonald, the Laquan McDonald shooting did change 
the way, not in all incidents. I don't want to say, cause you know, I'm sure there's a lot of still questionable incidents that happened and we might not know about them because there's probably no video yeah. to prove certain things. And the fallout uh, is still, it's, it's not complete. Uh, again, I'm uh, teasing a show, an interview that will fall next week that we did with activists who are pushing for an ordinance uh, that would set up uh, a new sort of oversight, a new civilian type oversight over the police department, which people have been advocating for years and years. It's still uncertain whether uh, Lori Light, Mayor Lori Lightfoot and the city council will agree to it. Uh, but uh, it, so the fallout, we don't know the full extent of it. But when people see, when just casual readers of the Chicago Sun-Times open up their newspaper or go online and see fired CPD officer file suit to get his job back, I think that has, a, a, to, to quote the millennials' favorite word, a triggering effect. Of course. Uh, on, on, on people. It's like, this is the same old, same old in the city of Chicago. This guy killed two people. Uh, and but he now still wants his job. He, well, he's going to get his job back, or they're going to have to cut a deal with them, make some arrangements. Then you have the police who are saying, "Yeah, what would you do, Ben, uh, if some guy was coming at you with a baseball bat?" Uh, so it's just like these age-old uh, arguments. This is like Chicago fight, uh, Romana. That and I've been reading about it, but you've been covering it yeah. for years. Yeah, I, I was there when I was covering Twenty Six in California when the Laquan McDonald video came out so it was pretty tense at that time intense i should say and i i was actually working <clears throat> on the city desk when that happened when the um sorry when the rialmo uh related shooting happened mm-hmm. i was uh, working on the desk and i remember sending dan mihopolis young daniel <laughs> wbez superstar I now I, I forgot what day of the week it was <laughs> yeah. it might it might i i don't know even because he was a watchdogs reporter but it was one of those days where he got roped in to be a general assignment reporter i'm like uh there's a shooting that just happened. You got to go. So he did a really good job. I was just really grateful to have him yeah, as a reporter that day. So, uh, j- uh, yeah, so that- I remember when that happened too. So, and, and I covered uh, most of Dante Servin's trial. The verdict came, the, the judge uh, ruled on a Monday and I used to be off Sunday, Monday. So I remember um, it was, it was kind of crazy. Like people had to parachute in for me. So I missed that when the verdict, when the judge made his decision. So I covered a lot of that too. So. And, and we have these uh, high profile cases that you're just alluded to. Uh, we have these verdicts, we have these payouts to families. Uh, and then, then the, it just repeat. Yes, it doesn't seem as though <clears throat> the city is in any systematic way addressing the issues at stake, uh, whether it be uh, the overreaction of a police officer, uh, whether it be you know dealing with mental mentally uh, ill people, uh, and how to police. Why are police the front on the front lines dealing with someone who has a mental health issue? Uh, it's why just, not use a taser? I don't know. I'm just these are just questions. As a civilian, you have. I'm sure a lot of people have. I think the needle's moved a little. I'm not saying it's moved all the way, but I think it's moved a little. I think there are what people asking questions. Just with the police, like, or with not the police necessarily, but with people asking questions and a lot of leaders thinking that, hey, we're not going to get away with something like this. Well, we'll see. Like I said, I don't know. the well, like I said, I, yeah, <laughs> we will see. Well, you, I know you and I will be talking about this probably in the coming year uh, as to whether the city, how much the needle has moved. Yeah. But I, I just, when I saw this headline, I thought of you, I thought of all those stories you've written. I thought of the story, you know, just 
endless amounts of stories about police encounters uh, with uh, normal, just routine citizens on the city. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so the city paid out $16 million uh, for the death uh, to the family of Betty Jones. Uh, no money has been paid out uh, to the Greer family. And uh, now Robert Riamo's petitioning to get or suing to get his job back. So uh, the criminal justice system in the city of Chicago continues uh, along those lines. Another story uh, only in Chicago type story. Uh, I believe you edited this one as well. Yeah, I did some of it. I didn't do the first edit. I did the second and third edits. But this is the lawsuit that was filed by one of the young the family of one of the young victims in the Mercy Hospital mm-hmm. shooting. This, if we remember, it was a really sad story. It happened about a year ago where this um, doctor's former boyfriend came and shot her. I think she was in the parking lot and then he walked, ran into, I forgot where specifically she was, but he got into the hospital and he shot this young woman named Dana Less. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor's name was uh Tamara O'Neill, and there was also a Chicago police officer who was killed, Samuel Jimenez. And the gunman basically shot three people. And so the family of Dania Less, who I think was a pharmacy intern, I forgot, but she was an employee of the hospital. She just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, I think she was coming out of elevator, if I remember if I remember correctly. Anyway, uh, her family sued Mercy Hospital, SDI Security Company, and Trinity, Trinity Healthcare, um, which might be the overall subsidy or whatever bigger group that um, Mercy Hospital is under. But they filed a lawsuit saying that, you know, the security company didn't do their job. And I have a backstory about this. Um, so when I was editing the story, um, even bef- we the story was embargoed. We knew about it, but we had to wait until the lawsuit was actually filed. And I get a call from Fran Spielman, who tells me, she goes, do you guys have a story about Mercy Hospital being sued by one of the victims, by the family of one of the victims? I'm like, yeah, we do. It's in, it's in, it's, we're just waiting. It's embargoed. We're waiting until they actually file it. Cause that's when, and she's like, well, she goes, do you know about SDI? And I was like, no. She goes, that's Patrick Hill's old company. We got to have put this in the story. So she was very gracious enough to add some background to the story. Patrick Hules is a former alderman uh, who actually had to resign because of a series of Sun Times stories in 1997. And uh, Romano was still in grade school. No, no, no. I was, you know what? The funny thing is, I was actually at City Hall probably by this point. By City Hall, or I was about to be at City Hall. I was a young reporter, got sent to City Hall to cover City Hall with Liam Ford, who's now at the Chicago Tribune, and we both covered City Hall together. And so I knew Fran Spielman back then. So she was hiding under a desk and doing all these stories, whispering. And had like 10 stories. She'd come in at 9 a.m. She'd come in all before us and she'd leave at five o'clock yeah. and she'd have like half, double the stories of everybody at that city hall. No, she presser. is. But anyway, amazing, she told yeah. me, she told, she reminded me, and I vaguely remembered, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't uncovering these kind of stories at the time, but she's, you know, SDI is, I think Patrick Hule still owns the company. And um, Ed Burke also had ties to this company. He mm. was a licensee in charge of this company. So she, you know, she talked about, I, I guess he, what he did was he gave $1.1 million to Michael Tatum, who was a city trucking contractor. And I think. All the way around. 
Was it the other way? Yeah, Tatum, Tatum, yes, Tatum. Uh, lent him money. It was a yeah, loan. Yeah, lent him money. It was a loan. Yeah, and then I think million. he, I think Hules gave him in exchange for that. Didn't she, she give him a subsidy? That's what. That's a, the, the the. He helped get him a, a city uh, subs. Yeah. In other words, uh, Tatum had this trucking company, uh, and uh, he got uh, Tatum got he got contracts from the city uh, to operate various uh, trucking services for the city. In the meanwhile, he lent money, uh, one point one million dollars to Patrick. Hules who was, I believe at the time, uh, Mayor uh, Daly's floor leader. He was yeah. a very influential alderman of the city council. He was Bridgeport's alderman. He's 11th Ward alderman. That's the Daly's uh, ancestral home, Bridgeport. Uh, and yeah, it was a huge scandal. Yeah, and so so Fran just pointed that out. And in, in that story, in the print edition, most of there's like at least four or five more paragraphs that Fran added to the background. And, you know, she kind of got to the heart of it. So, you know, that is a, I guess a politically connected security company. And so this family is saying that SDI didn't do their job, didn't put out a code silver when they were supposed to, I guess it's some specific code when they take action. And in the meantime, SDI sued the city of Chicago That's saying the, the city didn't do their job when this, this incident happened. They said the, the, the police officers weren't, um, didn't take care of the, the situation quicker than they should have. So it's, it's kind of interesting. And the city didn't respond to um, our comments too. But it's just a sad, sad story and just has all these political... It, you know, the security company has this political background or political ties. Well, this is the classic uh, aftermath of a horrific story. Mm -hmm. We had this horrific story of the shooting at Mercy Hospital. Yeah. Uh, and then in the aftermath, you go, it, it turns into the lawsuits and the litigation. Yeah. And you have this company that was supposedly uh, acting as a security force, uh, then to defend itself, throwing the, the police, this police department under the bus. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we were talking about Realmo ultimately using the courts to get his job back. So here we have the courts being the, uh, you know, the deciders on who's liable. And if I had a bet, it, what, what, uh, what Hughes will try to do is get this, make the city the only liable source so that his company is protected. And again, one more time, this is a former alderman, Mayor yeah. Daly's uh, alderman, floor leader, uh, for the Pride and Joy of Bridge Report of the 11th Ward. And uh, Ramon, I have to tell you, when I saw this again, I just like, this brings home so, so many recurring themes mm -hmm. in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? The way yeah. these matters get adjudicated forever in the courts. And the names keep popping up. Same names keep popping up, like even years later. I know Fran's like, this happened 20-something years ago. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was that long ago. And so I, I do remember the name. And I, I, I just remember, I was like, oh, I do vaguely remember. Like I said, I wasn't uncovering these stories. These are stories that I was trying to follow. But And I remember, just in a personal, back then in 1996, I wasn't covering uh, politics on a routine basis. I was doing neighborhood stories. And uh, I just remember so clearly the fallout, reading it obsessively. I don't think I ever wrote about it. Maybe it did. I don't know. Who can remember? It's 20 years ago. But just over 20 years. It ago. was over 20 years ago. But the headlines and the furor about it and like the the fact that once again, Chicago with the Hewels, there was a high ranking Chicago official uh, in this uh, debatable position, this controversial position, this borderline illegal position with a city contractor. And remember, Mayor Daley was promising reform. This yeah. will never happen again. And, you know, and here we are. T it's just like Mayor Lightfoot was uh, ultimately elected in large part because voters supposedly had enough of this stuff. 
uh, 20 years later, they had enough of this stuff and revolted against, you know, the Ed Burks and uh, what have you. So, yeah, some stories just never seem to go away. Speaking of which, I know you edited the latest version of Smollett Gate. Uh, yeah, I did some of that. Um, Jesse Smollett uh, filed a countersuit, <laughs> I believe, to the city's lawsuit seeking the money that... Uh, they, you know, they spent in police over that the Chicago police spent in overtime in in examining his case. And as we know, this Jesse Smollett is was an actor on the show Empire. And he said that he was attacked by two men uh, wearing MAGA hats. And it turned out, according to officials, is that he made the whole thing up. And the two men who, quote unquote, attacked him were bodybuilders who he, at least one of them he hired as a personal trainer. So it was a hoax, according to Chicago police. And then there was some controversy at, uh, at, at his criminal side because the charges were dropped or in some sort of... Uh, deal where he paid $10,000 to the city, but he didn't have to admit guilt. So that's controversy on that side. But then the city had filed a lawsuit in, in federal court asking for um, over 130000 I think it's $130,000. It's a six-figure amount. And Jesse Smollett doesn't want to pay it. So he filed a lawsuit earlier this week saying that he was not, you know, he does not owe the Chicago police this yeah. money. So I think this this is the story's when you think it's going to die, the story's going to die, or at least kind of like things are going to calm down. There's going to be a lull. It just comes back up again. Yeah. So, oh, and, and this is just one aspect of what, how it would come back. Don't forget. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, Kim Fox this week also announced, you know, she formally announced that she's going to be seeking reelection. And then she kind of <laughs> took responsibility for um, the way she handled the Jesse Smollett case. Because yeah. we know there's questions about that right now. There's um, investigations going on. The, I think I believe the Cook County um, Inspector General's office is studying how Kim Fox and her um, uh, and, and people who work for her or her prosecutors handle the case. And there is also a separate court at, a hearing in criminal courts about this matter too. So those are pending. Yeah. So this case isn't going to go away. So Kim Fox said something, I think she said something to the matter of, I, you know, I own it. I'm owning, you know, what, what happened with Justice well, Small. Let me ask she you never about really that. said anything. I know. I know. So she never, like, I don't know what you own yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, let's get into that. I mean, one of the little things I was going to do with you is talk about oh, the uh, Chicago Pedia. I was actually, I was actually just talking to Bob Hergith about Who that. Wrote, put it I go, together. we might kind of make fun of you, but um, he, <laughs> he told me, <laughs> you told, told him that? Yeah. I said maybe a little, maybe a little. I, won't, I won't make fun <laughs> Just a little. But Romana's been known to make fun of Bob Hergith from time I, to time. I, make fun yeah, of, yeah. I was just making fun of my husband with him, so yeah. it's fine. But uh, Mick, work, Mick Dumkey, who's my husband, worked with Bob yeah. in the watchdogs. But Bob said there's going to be another one coming, and it's, it's, it's a very popular item. He said about uh, 85% of people, they've been getting, they, people have been getting, we've been getting questions apparently from a lot of people across the country about where they can buy it. Yeah. And I think we've gotten orders for a lot. So apparently it's very popular. So Bob said 85% of the commentary on that matter is, on this uh, chicagopedia booklet is positive and 15 percent has been like you got this wrong or you got oh that my wrong. god we did so chicago right there i, I did tell oh, him yeah. we, oh. got e we got emails we so got, we, come on we, now that yeah we've got we've already gotten you emails guys did too? oh my god we first of all i've been obsessively talking about okay let me just back up and say 
I don't have to go out and buy it. You know why, Ramona? Because I subscribe. I'm a home subscriber. Thank you, Robert Mueller. Was it part of my bright one when I delivered? Okay, Ramona. I'm a subscriber too. So I saw it and I read through it. I asked asked Bob. He did. He, you know, he got a lot of um, younger reporters to help him with it. Sam Charles, as was we just mentioned, with the who wrote the Rialmo Robert Rialmo story this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bob said that he was very instrumental. And then there's other reporters who lived in different parts of. Well, you know, the th- city. Th- and just to let you know, Bob Hergeth grew, grew up in Wilmette. And, <laughs> There's the and, bus and so, thrown underneath. <laughs> no, <but> I, I, <laughs> wait, wait, I, is there any goes, reference to Wilmette in this? Uh... No, but I told him. He he actually, I told him, I gave him a dirty look and said, thanks for putting anything Indian related in there. You know, what about Devon Avenue? It and then, so he was laughing. Next, next book, next I, book. I was totally joking. Yeah. I was totally joking. Sort of. But anyway, yes, sort of. But uh, um, he and he, he told me he did one 15 years ago, actually, when he was at the Sun-Times the first time. But he said it was a very, like... Um, he told, I, he told me I could put the, he, I could put, so he said, he goes, if you have any suggestions that are Lincoln with centric, but he's like, I don't want to make it too North Shore or like North Suburban. Well, like, all right, hey. here, here, here's- and, then, and then someone was joking with him about putting stuff about Milwaukee in there. And I'm like, cause he has Brett Favre in there. Yeah. I don't know why and, he's in and, here. But he said he likes ripping <laughs> Milwaukee or something. I don't know. That or, was a stretch. I, I didn't get, I didn't get that either. I'm going to bring him on. Cause I'm going to give him a lot. I'm going to give me a heat about the sports section of this thing. It, you could tell that the people who wrote this thing are not sports fans, but you should tell them that I would definitely tell You'll, them that, yeah. but I don't want to accentuate the negative cause I'm having no, no, a blast no, with this book. It's fun. All I, right. I now here's the part I want to ask you about. This is the part it's not in this book, but Kim Fox in the commercial regarding, uh, you know, her handling of the Jesse Smollett, yes, Smollett Gate, as yeah. we call it, uh, said, I own that. And Mayor Rahm, uh, Dennis's favorite mayor, uh, <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> Just had to say you guys are probably glad he was here today. He was here. Yeah, he was... The joke is, he drank from that water. So if you drink from that water too, Romano, you'll turn into a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old joke. How do you know uh, I'm not already one? No, I know <laughs> you're not. <laughs> I know you're not. Now, I know she likes to pretend that she's, a, you know, objective. objective da, 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 da. Sometimes I plead you, give this woman a column, all right? <laughs> then you'll know where she stands on all these issues. But anyway, uh, Mayor Rahm, when he was in trouble and running for re-election, uh, in, in two, 2015, did that commercial. He put the sweater on and yeah. he goes, I know I'm a humble guy. Uh, no, cozy I, guy. No. What would, what, what would Hergeth call it? Am I allowed to say it? What her, I, he essentially oh, said, no, don't say that. The J word. Yeah. I'm no. not to, I, I know. Say, I know <laughs> this guy's so hard on me. I can't say any words. Oh, that's not on. One we have guests that come in here and it? drop F bombs and this and that. Thanksgiving's Mon- next week. Uh, anyway, I, he, uh, Mayor Rahm essentially said, I know I'm a J-off, but you know, uh, uh, I'm wearing a sweater now and I own that. Remember he said, I own that. And now you got Kim Fox saying I own that. Does that deserve entry in Chicagopedia? Own that, yeah. Is that like a Chicago thing now? I'll, I'll I'll mention that to Bob. There are some things in there. I just feel like I was too old. I'm like, I didn't know that. And a couple of us were talking about different things. We're like, I didn't know that. But then we're like, maybe it's an age thing. We're just too old. Man, I said we should do a nostalgia thing. There's stuff in so. here uh, that is I'm too young for. And there's stuff in here that I'm too old I for. I agree. Uh, but it was fun. It's, it's fun. fun. It's a lot of fun. Here we go. All right. I'll give you one example. This is one thing. Um, I just opened to this. I don't know why this is any particularly Chicago, but skunk. 
skunk yeah. is in here. I think there's That's a lot like of good skunks. weed, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not reefer. It's just a I would have thought it was reefer, but he goes, smelly creature that lives on every single block in the city and suburbs. Mm. Darwinian Victor, rivaling rats, raccoons, and opossums is the dominant alley creature in parts of the Chicago area. I don't know, man. A there lot are a lot of, of in the north suburbs. Oh, so a that's lot. the North Suburban thing. But no, but well, well, when I when Bob was telling me that he doesn't want me to do too many things, well, he was. I'm totally joking, but he's like, I don't want it to be like total North Suburban thing either. And then another editor of ours who grew up, who went to Niles East, I went to Niles West, and he goes, says the white guy from the North. <laughs> and then she's <laughs> throwing just too bad. Here's another one: the big snow. Not the blizzard of 79 that famously cost Mayor Michael Blanick his job. Rather, it's the blizzard of 67, uh, whopping 23 inches with dumpster shit. Now, why is that the big snow as opposed to 1979? This 1979 was the one that had the most, the greatest political impact. It drove Jay Burton in office. I was really, I, I wasn't there for 67, but. <laughs> but I'm younger no, than no, you, Ben. <laughs> I'm not that much younger, I guess. Uh, but I, 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 so the one in 1979 yes. blizzard, I remember that vividly. I was a kid, but I actually went to India. My parents, we went to India for that winter like for vacation and we we took an extra two weeks so those are the days when you could just take extra vacation the teachers would be like as long as you do your homework it's you could fine. still do it by I remember, the way yeah no you can't it's they're very strict now are they you, yeah you can't just get off well you know and, th this is actually an issue right now with the uh chicago public schools because to make up the days for the strike uh they've added days that are right corresponding with when people would be on vacation yeah and uh we had troy laravier going on and he was actually very right he thinks that most people will uh, just, hey, we got vacation. We got our, if you're got out of town, I'm supposed to visit Aunt Mary and yeah. in Alton. I'm going down there. I can't miss the Alton trip. Uh, and uh, that's just a shout out to Dennis. Uh, and uh, so anyway, it's still sort of Yeah, so I just remember coming back and there was just so much snow. And I just remember playing in the snow. And some people told me that they would sled off their the roofs yeah. of the home. No, so I, I remember 79. But and 60, I remember, the, I remember, I remember 67. That's how old I am. I don't think I remember the political impact because I was younger, but I just remember it was after that. It's like the streets of Chicago are always so clean. And growing up in Lincolnwood, if you're, you know, Lincolnwood is a suburb literally outside the city and then Northwest side. So when you would be driving on Cicero, it's like, if it was a Lincolnwood side, it's like, you know, it's like a smaller suburb. Mm. You know, the snow would be like there'd still be a little snow, and as soon as you get into the city, it's totally clean. It, so, well, all right, now so let's, you can always tell. let's make the pivot uh, to the the always the last item of our show, Romana's recommendation. Oh. I want to promote one more time the the download interview we did, which will be dropping. Dennis and I'll figure out uh, Sergio Mims and Adolfo Mondragon came on, and we went through the Irishman from top to bottom. We did gangster movies. I would have invited you to the show, but you hadn't seen. And uh, I still the, have to see uh, it. Yeah, still have to see it. It's a must watch. But the part I think I told you already, there is an oh, yeah. error. There is a, the great. <laughs> Marty Scorsese, and I revere the guy, I think he's one of the greatest directors of all time, made an error in that movie, and he's alluding to the the killing, and there's a Lincoln Wood connection here, the killing of Alan Dorfman, the sleazy accountant who was, uh, was overseeing the Teamsters uh, pension fund. He was gunned down outside the old Purple Hyatt at Tui and Lincoln Avenue, just west of Lincoln and Tui, in Lincolnwood, not far from where Romana was married. And, and uh, grew up. 
and grew up. Uh, and uh, he was gunned down there in 1983. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, they say 1979. Yeah. And I actually knew it was 83 because I remember how old I was when it happened. Because we just, when I was a kid, I just remember hearing that someone was murdered there. I didn't know it was a gangster. We just remember people talking about it. And I remember my dad used to get Time Magazine. And I remember there was an article in Time Magazine about the murder. So it, it was a big deal. I just didn't know who it was. But I just remember walking around there as a kid and be like, oh, no, what if I get shot because of what happened? So I that's when you, when I told you, I remember it was 1983. I totally remember it. Yes. It was and they say 79. Can you how did it, how I did have it? no idea. You know what? I'm I mean, wondering. Who researches was, these things? I, I don't know. Movies. Yeah, that's a great point. Who's because, researching fact because, checkers? You know, you know, when these movie directors make movies or you know even the costumes like i've heard that even the underwear it's like they even make the actors wear specific undergarments that people were wearing in the in that time period so you just wonder like how do you make a mistake from 79 to 83 well i'll be really curious if they edit it uh, we'll know if Marty Scorsese is a big because listener to the Ben Jarofsky yeah. show. Uh, he's a frequent listener. He texts in from time to time. Uh, and uh, he's he one loves of his, Monroe. He, he, he loves Monroe, Sergio, and David Ferris, our next guest. Those are his three favorites right there. Uh, and uh, But uh, I'd be really curious if he changes it. The, the drop, I believe, the Netflix drop is this coming Wednesday. Is it? I want to say it's the 27th. And I, think, I thought it was in December, but... No, it's it's next um, oh, it's perfect. next Wednesday, I that, want to that's say. That's the net, Netflix drop? Yeah. Wednesday the 27th? Yes, I think that's so. That's when the podcast will come out. Oh, cool. That's the brains. See, he, that's that's why he's the brains of the show, and I'm just a good-looking guy. He is the one... That's a good idea. We're going to drop that uh, interview with uh, Sergio. We talk about the Irishman. So anyway, all right, so Romano's recommendation. That's my recommendation. I urge everyone, even though he made that mistake about Alan Dorfman... What a great flick. Do yourself a favor if you're into gangster movies. or I do like them. I, I do want to watch movie. it. I, I wasn't sure if I should watch it on the big screen or Netflix. Well, so, it's definitely I don't know. a big screen. Do you think screen. it's a big screen it's film? It's absolutely yeah. so a big screen movie. We'll probably watch it. We saw. I told you we saw Parasite last week. Yes, which that, I love. Yes, uh, that uh, two thumbs way. You don't want to see. You don't want to see Mr. Rogers. I mean, I, you know, I guess I, I'm gonna I, have to. Is that what you're gonna see? Is no, that your no, no. That's not, I still, I still have to see. Like, I still want to see. Um, you know, I want to see other movies before Mr. Rogers. I saw the documentary last year. Did you see that? Yes. I that was really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So good. I don't know if I, and I grew up, I don't know if, was Mr. Rogers around? When uh, we were? Okay, up then. <laughs> was, was there television no, when you were a kid? No, no, no. I just don't, I forgot what year. You know started. what? I got to tell you this. This is, uh, I'm, since just I'm going to bear my soul to you, Romana. My family did not have a TV okay. when I was growing up. What, I'm oh, talking were, about a hardship? One of those, but TV rots what, your brain. Isn't that like a really lefty Thing that people do like some really really progressive individuals wow. would have that i don't know i, do you ever read I don't that know book? i don't think i don't think my parents were doing it for political ideological reasons uh they actually thought that television rotted your brain <clears throat> yeah my parents thought that too we had to yeah. turn off tv like by four o'clock yeah. so we didn't want i didn't i grew up not watching that much tv whenever people talk about the average american watches three hours a day i watch shows and i binge but I kind of grew up not watching that much TV, but I, my mom loved Mr. Rogers and all of us didn't understand why we watched it, but we still did. And it's, I I don't know. Everybody loves Mr. Rogers, but I, you know, frozen two is coming out. There's, Oh, excuse me while I run out the door to go see him. David Ferris and I are going to get some popcorn and go see that one. No, but I didn't even see the first one, but everybody tells me it's great. 
So, Bro, so I want to see those two. I got to catch up. And then I don't know this movie Knives Out, which I've seen the trailer for like a zillion times. Mick and I are like, we don't know if it's going to be good or if it's going to be bad. But that came out funny. too. And then there's other movie called Waves came out. So there's actually a lot of movies that came out this week that got pretty good reviews. I will tell you this. But I don't know which one I want to watch. My daughter next. saw Waves and they uh, and they got two thumbs way up for yeah. it. So I'm just saying, our, I'm go see that. Tomorrow. Our critic Richard Roper gave it four stars. So. Four stars, yep. So my daughter's and Richard Roper. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. Romana, I won't see you next week because we won't be here. So happy Thanksgiving to you. Oh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you. And thank you, thank you, thank you for being such a great friend of my show since the day I showed up here way back when. How about that? <laughs> uh, as I always said, when uh, we, we had Denise on the show uh, talking about her article, I go, well, Denise was the, like, with I was the new kid in school. Remember, D? And Denise said, and I said to Denise, will you be my friend? And Denise said, I'll be your friend. And Romana <laughs> was the same way, welcoming me to the bright one. So happy Thanksgiving yeah, to you. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you guys, too. All right, David Ferris is on deck, the man, the myth, the legend. He's got a lot to talk about in terms of impeachment, in terms of debate. And we may, if the computer's working, throw some around quotes Adam see what he has to say about Mayor Rahm we'll be right back with David Ferris the L LSD the tree the bean there are some words that you have to be a Chicagoan to understand brush up on your Chicago lingo with that book Ben was just talking about Chicagopedia it's a brand new guide from the Sun Times that hilariously defines the terms that any good Chicagoan should know it's pocket-sized, making it a perfect stocking stuffer or gift this holiday season. Seriously, guys, this is a great gift. We've been talking about this for a long time. We got people on the live stream wanting us to do a bonus show over the Chicago PD. I think we're going to do that. You can order your copy right now. I mean right now, N-O-W now. Head to suntimes.com forward slash CST shop to order a copy of Chicagopedia today. Once again, that's suntimes.com forward slash CT or CST shop. I can read. Okay.